Woe to the shepherds who mislead and scatter the flock of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, against the shepherds who shepherd my people. You have scattered my sheep and driven them away. You have not cared for them, but I will take care to punish your evil deeds. On this Tuesday of the 28th week in ordinary time, we hear within the first reading that the wrath of God is indeed being revealed from heaven against every impiety and wickedness of those who suppress the truth by their wickedness. But what can be known about God is evident to them because God made it evident to them. Ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes of eternal power and divinity have been able to be understood and perceived in what he has made. As a result, they have no excuse. For although they knew God, they did not accord him glory as God or give him thanks. This is to state that ever since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes and his eternal power and divinity are evident able to be perceived and understood by men. And although men possess the ability through his grace to perceive and understand the omnipotence and providence of God, they ignore the will of God in favor of their own will. Thus God allows those who have not remained open to his grace as a result of sin and have therefore manifested a carelessness in guarding their faith to receive the fruits of this choice. In this way, God's wrath is revealed to men against every impiety and wickedness of those who suppress the truth by their wickedness. And here we must see how this concept leads well into the gospel passage today, specifically concerning the Pharisee who invites Christ to dine with him and who should in some measure be able to perceive and understand that he is in the presence of a divine person. The God-man who possesses a presence quite different from the presence of any other person the Pharisee has ever met. And yet the Pharisee remains quite unable to recognize Christ for who he is, the son of the living God. The Pharisee remains blind to him through a disordered lust for power and internal motives. And we see that he is more concerned with the external practice of ritual washings than he is about his internal relationship with God, his union with God. And thus we see Christ's strong reproaches of the scribes and Pharisees throughout scriptures, how they fail to shepherd God's people in spite of the fact that God has mercifully entrusted his people to their care, a failure that is not limited to this time period alone, but that following the original sin of Adam and Eve, Human nature is such that it is prone to concupiscence, that it has a tendency towards sin and weakness. And this corruption of human, human nature calls out for the grace of God, the restoration of human nature through the saving sacrifice of Christ on the cross. The very reason Jesus warns the disciples to be vigilant in the battle against sin and weakness, and he warns them solemnly concerning the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. But what does Jesus teach his disciples by using the word leaven? We know that leaven is yeast, 
And that when yeast is added to flour and water, the mixture rises. This process is known as fermentation, a process that the Jews considered depraved or marked by corruption and evil. And it is toward this end that each year before Passover, Orthodox Jews go through the process of removing all foods in the house which contain leaven or yeast, so that nothing which has the nature of corruption remains. If we apply this concept to the shepherds of Israel, we must recognize that they desire authority and influence over others. Much to the contrary, Christ is wholly disinterested in earthly power. He is humble and is seeking humility in others. Jesus is looking for those who are prepared to forsake their own will in order to take on the will of God. St. John Chrysostom speaks of the warnings of Christ to his disciples concerning the teachings of the Pharisees within a commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. Beware of their teaching. His will is to remind them of what had been done for he had knew they had forgotten. But in accusing them at once, it seemed no reasonable ground to take this occasion to reprove them. But why did he not reprove them when he said, from what source could we obtain so many loaves in the wilderness? For it seemed a good time then to say what he says here, that he might not seem to rush hastily on the miracle. And besides, he would not blame them before the multitude, nor seek honor in their presence. Therefore he works another miracle, and then and not until then does he reprove. I mean, he brings forward what they were reasoning in their hearts. But what were these reasonings? Because we have taken no bread. For as yet they were full of trepidation about the purifications of the Jews and the observances of meats. Thus on all accounts, he rebukes them with even greater severity, saying, Why do you conclude amongst yourselves, O you of little faith? that it is because you have brought no bread. Do you not perceive this yet? Or understand? Is your heart hardened? Although you have eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? Do you not remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? Do you see his intense displeasure? For nowhere else does he appear to have so rebuked him. Why does he do so? To cast out their prejudice about the meats. For not everywhere is leniency a good thing. And as he used to allow them freedom of speech, so does he reprove this variety providing for their salvation. And mark this at once his reproof, how strong and yet mild. For all but excusing himself to them for his severe reproofs, he says, do you not consider the five loaves and how many baskets you took up, and the seven loaves and how many baskets you took up? And to this end, he sets down the numbers as well as the persons fed of the fragments, bringing them recollection of the past and making them more attentive to the future. And to teach you the great power of his reproof and how it roused their slumbering mind, hear what the evangelist says. 
For Jesus, having said no more, but having reproved them, added this, How is it that you do not understand what I spoke to you? Not concerning bread that you should beware, but of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. He bade them not to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Here we must understand. Jesus is not speaking merely about the leaven of bread. Rather, he is speaking about sin and the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. He is speaking about they who would seek to exalt themselves without a care for the people. The people God called them to shepherd. Blind guides who strain out the gnat and swallow the camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You cleanse the outside of cup and dish, but inside you are full of plunder and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, cleanse first the inside of the cup so that the outside also may be clean. What Jesus wants from the Pharisees and Sadducees, indeed what Jesus wants from all of us, is that we live out an authentic life, a life lived for God and others, free of attachment to worldly things and worldly power, that we might serve his people humbly and faithfully. And yet we must recognize that the renunciation of worldly power and possession does not limit man's freedom. Rather, he renounces these things for the sake of something better, greater union with God. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as refuse in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own based on the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that if possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.